it's your host Katie, and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Tuesday, or whatever day it is when you find yourself with my voice in your ears. Here at Tea on the Rocks, we discuss everything from navigating career changes to dealing with friendship breakups with, of course, a healthy dose of the fun and the feminine. What's up, guys? What's up? We're halfway through February, and I'm feeling good. I have tried to record this episode once already, but... I got on a bit of a tangent and got carried away and decided to scrap the whole thing. <laughs> so, but at least I started off with my mic in front of me. So, really, we have to count our blessings. I thought about adding a new segment to the chit chat segments, which is basically a hot takes. But I don't know. I feel like they're too hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, I think Kanye West needs some help. I think we need to... I'm just diving right in. Kanye West needs people around him who aren't just yes men. who are going to tell him what he wants to hear. I think he needs people around him who are going to really press him and encourage him to see a physician, maybe get back on his meds. We all know that he's bipolar, right? This is not a secret. We all know we've been down the path with Kanye, right? I really feel for his kids. I really feel for Kim. I think he is kind of verging on making her feel like a little unsettled, a little unsafe. Uh, there's been a lot of kind of chaotic Instagram posts. You can go look it up. There's plenty of tea accounts. Uh, we'll spill that for you on TikTok or YouTube. But that's kind of my hot take number one. I just really feel for everybody involved. And this kind of stuff plays out all the time in private, right? But because it's Kanye West, I feel like we're giving it a bit of a pass. Like, frankly, I do. If this was happening to your neighbor, it could be dangerous. That's all I'm saying. We need to remember that Kanye has mental illness. And he just, I don't know. I feel like he's just got to take care, better care of himself. That's all I'm going to say. Also, if you are a follower and you are in full unadulterated support of convoy 2022 you can just go ahead and feel free to unfollow because <laughs> i am not i think we all have the right to protest and so we should you know for what we believe in but i can't really get behind the sound torture i can't really get behind the comparison to the holocaust i can't really get over the super super divisive vibe that it's created around Canada. Never in my life have I seen such a chasm between the left and the right. You, you know, you're fighting for your freedom to what? Not have a mandate? Well, good news, many provinces are getting rid of them. Uh, not because of you, but just because that was part of the plan. And, you know, you're a bunch of white men. What are you being deprived of? Sitting in a Tim Hortons for two hours? Honestly. You, you know, you'll get there. We'll all get there. You can do, you can do it again soon. <laughs> like, anyway. I'm going to move on. Let's move on to another segment. It's the what I'm digging lately. And if you have been listening to the past couple episodes, you know this is my little exercise to romanticize my life and put you on some things that I've been enjoying. So let's start with number one, ASMR videos while working. This is kind of a new one for me. It keeps me focused and relaxed. I find it difficult to listen to podcasts or music while I work. I just get really burnt out and distracted easily. If I'm doing something that requires like data entry, it's a little easier to have something that I have to listen to in the background. But for when I'm actually writing and, and well, being creative, it's that perfect bridge between just plain white noise and ambient noise. 
I don't know. It's like being in a coffee shop, but more relaxing. And second thing that I've been really digging is the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. I, I do not think that that is actually the name of the series itself. Or maybe it is. I didn't look it up because I don't want to have any spoilers. Um, that's the name of the first book. But I don't see an actual series name anywhere on the books, so we're just going to go with that. Uh, there's about five books now to my knowledge, so if they don't have a series name, I feel like it is probably too late. <laughs> and that was something falling off my chair that took about a year off my life. It's time for a new chair, I think. <laughs> also, I finished the first book and just started the second. I'll outline my thoughts in just a little bit here. Third thing I've been digging, a renewed taste for sparkling water. I'm not talking Perrier, I'm talking the bubbly. It's so good. I kind of put a hiatus on it for a while while I was figuring out the main kind of bladder slash stomach irritants that I have, but that's not really one of them. So I have recently onboarded it back into my weekly routine. You know, I mainly drink just like plain still water and kombucha, <laughs> so it's nice to have a happy medium. Number four. Blue mascara, and I, I'm i aware, thank you, I know, uh, but I saw a TikTok on it the other day, and I was like, what? I've always wanted to wear it, I've never really quite made the plunge, so I was out today, I picked some up, it's just the L'Oreal Cobalt Blue, and I really like it, I don't know, John has already been like, oh, you look really pretty, N not like quite knowing what I've changed. <laughs> I, I just think it really makes the color of your eyes like pop. I don't think it matters honestly what color your eyes are. I think it's just going to bring out those sort of like green and yellow tones. So I, I love it honestly. Number five, watermelon. I've been obsessed. I don't know what to tell you. I've been obsessed with watermelon. I didn't know how cheap it was. Like it's so cheap. I got a huge tub of it at the superstore. I'm talking like a big tub all cut up for like seven bucks and this is like after it's been processed right if you were to go just get a raw watermelon it'd be like four bucks it's amazing it's just like nature's cake i don't know and my my family especially my parents they got on hard watermelon kicks sometimes and i just every time i go over they have one cracked right open and they cut it in this really cool kind of like checkered way that instead of it being a wedge it's like a stick of watermelon especially in the summer you go over there in the summertime they got one cracked open and number six i think fireplace ambiance youtube videos i'm talking like the 10 hour fireplace scenery videos where you're like in a living room and you have the crackling fire and it's like snowing or something just like if you're interested go on youtube and just look up fireplace ambiance and your life will change i like to have a little bit of something playing i used to watch friends a lot while i was falling asleep and it would help me stay asleep i would just play it all night which is probably great for my tv but <laughs> And not that this is any better, but I just like to have a little something going, a little something relaxing. And these fireplace videos, they really do it for me. And finally, Garnier has these eye masks. 
And at first I thought they were just like the silicone or gel, like actual like little wedges that you put under your eye. No, it's it's a full on like Robin from Batman and Robin mask. Uh, looks great, but feels great. You put it in your fridge for a little bit and it really helps like depuff the eye, get rid of some redness and irritation. Just super nice, super nice. I love it. I think it's got like coconut oil and hyaluronic acid in it or something. It's pretty much like scent free. It's amazing. I found them at the superstore the other day and I have this this kind of sick feeling that I'm not going to see them there again. So I'm going to have to refer to Amazon for those needs in the future, but that's okay. I wanted to get into something that nobody asked for. My thoughts on A Court of Thorns and Roses. You know... I think the danger with a lot of these books is that we're going to kind of fall into that young adults, like, you know, Divergent or Twilight or Fifty Shades gray of Grey. It's sort of that like main character, not like other girls, reader insert sort of narrative. And I'm going to be honest with you, it kind of does have those flavors, but I was pleasantly surprised because it kind of turns some of those tropes on their heads, if that makes any sense. I, I kind of went into it knowing that it would be sort of that reader insert, almost fan fiction kind of, and the names of the characters are, I understand it's essentially fantasy, even high fantasy really, but the names are a little bit like fan fiction-y, that's okay, that's fine, like that's cool. And I didn't love how the character had this very, and you know what? I think it was intentional. She, she kind of had this chip on her shoulder. She was obviously like starving and trying to survive that, you know, there are spoilers, like just so you know, I, I try not to give too many away, but I'm only really talking about the first book that came out like seven years ago. So apologies, but you know, <laughs> should have read it by now. <laughs> just kidding. So I didn't love how at the beginning she views her sisters, the only other women in the narrative so far, as these kind of one-dimensional characters. You know, one sister's kind of simple but very kind, and the other sister is like kind of greedy and like cold and calculated. Definitely that is change about halfway through the book like I think she she sees her sisters again after being away for a little bit and she has a renewed appreciation for them and kind of sees them in a different light and really actually starts to respect and admire the sister that was portrayed as like kind of greedy and calculating that I appreciate it because I'm really like I'm really not about that I'm not like other girls thing if you know, you know, right? The whole like blue orbs and long hair and live body thing that, you know, she's not like other girls though, right? She doesn't know what mascara is. She just kind of throws on an outfit and she looks beautiful. It's like that scene in Twilight where Bella's character is, you know, it's like her birthday dinner or something like that. It was a, it was a new moon. It's the beginning of new moon before you know, the whole incident with Jasper happens, right? 
and she goes down and, and the book describes her as wearing like this khaki skirt and blue blouse, which is like something that I don't even think my grandmother would wear, <laughs> you know? So, and, and you know, in the book, Edward describes her as utterly ravishing or some such nonsense. <laughs> and it's just, I, I just find that whole thing very cringy, right? So back to Thorns and Roses. I did think that the action scenes were extremely well-written. I have a hard time reading action scenes. I just get so like confused by them, and it feels like the author is sometimes confused. But for this, I felt like the author really just knew what she was about, right? Like you, you could stay. The scenes weren't long enough to bore you, but they were long enough to kind of draw you in and, and take you through it with... The, the narrators. Also, the way that she writes is very descriptive and it's really easy to imagine the surroundings that the character is in, which I really, really appreciated. I really liked that. Also, it was surprisingly like kind of horrifying in some parts. Like not a lot of detail was spared. You know, there's some kind of pretty gruesome plot points. It didn't get too graphic, but it was like descriptive enough that you could picture it in your mind's eye, right? Finally, there wasn't too much spiciness, if you will. <laughs> you know, I personally am not a fan, and it's not because I don't think books should have that aspect to it or that people shouldn't enjoy that, but for me, I just... I just find it a little uncomfortable. I, I'm also like this with movies and shows. Maybe it's like a sensory thing. I just, I don't love it. But that's not to say that it doesn't serve the plot and serve the the genre and serve the audience of the novel. Like, I, I do think it has its place, but it just wasn't for me. Um, I do think that in the second book, which I'm currently reading, I'm about 100 pages in, I have a feeling that there might be a little bit more. I just kind of skim through and skip it. Like, it's it's just not... I mean, it's fine. Like, whatever. But um, it's just not for me. That's okay. But I still... I You know, I like enough of the rest of the story to, to kind of be able to just skip by it and not worry about it. Also, I got the box set. Basically, I only bought the first book because, well, that's what you do. And I went to chapters and I wanted to get the second book because I had seen quite a few. They had quite a few in stock when I had gone last week. But I guess but it's a very popular series. It's all over book talk and I just, I feel like everybody's talking about it. So it, it didn't surprise me that there was kind of slim pickings. It was the hardcover of the second book that was available and then the, and the set, the, the box set of the previously published novels. So there's four in the box set. There's a new one now. So it's five in total. I was like, am I going to spend $38 on a hardcover book or am I going to take advantage of the sale price, which was $57, then just pay $19 more for four books? And I realized I had already read the first one, but I am planning on giving the first one away. It really kind of just works out. Overall, I loved it. I would recommend it. 
I would probably be discretionary with who I recommended it to, <laughs> but I liked it and I will enjoy the series and it's it's definitely not a book I'd take in the bath, if that makes any sense. I know I've discussed in the past how I like to read in the bath, but it ruins my books. And now that I have a box set of them, I'm just like, I kind of like to take care of these. <laughs> I, I do think I liked the vibe of the previous books I've read, which were was back in like September, October, which was Circe and... To a lesser extent, The Song of Achilles. Honestly, I have to be, I realized that was a long time ago, but I really have to be interested in a book to read it, especially within the last 10 years. As a kid, I was much less discriminatory and ate books for breakfast. I'm a fast reader and I love to read, but I guess I just kind of grew pickier as time went on. <laughs> now, before I get carried away with more controversial thoughts or book reviews, I want to deliver what I've promised, which is another plug. Particularly, it's going to be a Valentine's plug. In respect to Valentine's Day, it's the fourth one that John and I have celebrated. I, I enjoy Valentine's Day. I enjoyed it when I was single, and I enjoyed it as a kid. I enjoyed it as a teenager. I enjoy it as an adult. I, I, I don't really feel strongly about it, but I enjoy it. I think it's more just like a celebration of, of love overall. Obviously, it's focused on romantic love, but I do think this can extend to, to self-love and familial love and friendship love, platonic love, love for your pets. <laughs> you know, I just think that just don't be so limiting with it, right? For John and I, we like to do a little care package. We put together something with all of our favorite snacks, like a little gift bag, and usually like a little gift. So snacks and like a small gift. And this year I got John a Starbucks mug that he'd been eyeing and some gummies and snacks. He really likes candy. He's a big candy guy. Gummies, Jolly Ranchers, um, you know, gummy worms, jujubes, all that good stuff. And, you know, he likes Doritos and veggie chips and like just chips, right? Like, <laughs> who doesn't like chips? And I got him a card. We don't usually get cards for other holidays, but for Valentine's, I do like to get a little card and write something cute in there. On Friday, I wrapped up work around one and I had a nice long chat with a client of mine. And then I kind of hung around. Like, I honestly just like wasn't in a rush to do anything. We were going to go to Gahan House, and I had gone to Gahan House with a friend of mine the week prior, and I loved it, and I was like, let's go back. <laughs> and John had not been there in a while, so we were excited. We made a booking for 5.30. He woke up around, I want to say like 2 or 3. He had the weekend off. He went upstairs to our fitness room to do a little workout, and I... Just relaxed. I was watching some YouTube videos on my iPad. I had a half glass of wine. I had had a shower and I feel like, I don't know if this is just me. I feel like it probably is. But when I have a shower in like the evening or like late afternoon, I get like a hot ear. Does that make sense? Like my ear and it's always my right one. It gets like hot and irritated and red. I don't know why. <laughs> 
I think it's maybe like a blood pressure or like blood vessel thing. I don't really know. Usually I kind of take like a longer shower, so that might have something to do with it. And I do kind of have a thing with hot water, so probably related. I try not to have anything to drink if I do drink before getting in the shower for that reason. Just because I don't feel like passing out and I don't feel like getting a hot ear. So there you go. <laughs> After we both got ready, we went downtown at that point. Um, the Convoy 2022 Fredericton edition had uh, migrated to downtown and the vibe was like kind of cranky and on edge. Like there were a lot of people riding around with flags and trucks and you just kind of knew like who was a part of it and who wasn't. We made it to Gahan House, which wasn't too busy at that point because it was earlier and that was perfect for me. I ordered a martini and some oysters, which was very material girl of me, I must say. For my main dish, I got a really like lush, like chickpea and cauliflower, like curry bowl, and I added chicken to it, and it was like honestly the best thing I've ever eaten. John got some nachos that were like not too greasy, but like still nachos. It just looked super fresh, like it was really good. The service was also just top-notch. I got another martini, and then we headed to... Well, I drank it, and then we (laughs) headed to the Superstore, and we got a couple of things for the weekend, and we found some tiny Squishmallows, which are those kind of pillow stuffies. I love them. We have a huge collection. We got home. We watched... A movie, which is kind of rare for me, but you know, special occasion. We watched The Last Duel, which was, you know, it was very well acted by Matt Damon and Jodie Comer, I think her name is. Adam Driver's in it too, and I love Adam Driver, he's great, but he sort of fell flat for me in this one. I don't know if it was his character, it was kind of the villain, but like, I don't know, it just wasn't doing it for me. Like, it just felt very one-dimensional. They did this thing where they didn't do that typical period piece accent. You know how Americans will kind of adopt like a very basic like British accent. Um, They didn't do that. They adopted basically like a neo-transatlantic accent on purpose. I think the effect was to not distract the viewer so much by like Matt Damon or Ben Affleck or Adam Driver putting on a British accent. And for me, it kind of had the opposite effect. I was like, this is a period piece. Like I'm expecting uh, this actor to act a British accent. And it just kind of like wasn't there. And it was kind of jarring a little bit, but you know, trigger warning, this is very graphic assault scenes that you actually kind of had to watch twice due to the way that the story is told. So I'd fast forward those. I'm not into that. Then we went to bed and the next morning, John went to his parents to collect Pogo. They were watching him for a little bit. Pogo's kind of like a, kind of like a family dog, if that makes sense. Officially ours, but his family likes to look after him and hang out with him sometimes. And sometimes it's nice to kind of give the cats a break. Pogo absolutely loves it and his grandparents adores it. It's it's camp, you know what I mean? While he was gone, I did some cleaning and reading and just kind of farted around, to be honest with you. And I had a bath. Then 
he came back and we went for a bit of shopping. Uh, we went to the mall. He bought me some lounge clothes and slippers as a part of my Valentine's Day gift. I only wear lounge clothes now. I rarely wear pants. So I have these like, I like to get these kind of dresses, not dresses, but like cute nightgowns but not in the way that you think. Like I'm not walking around like a Victorian child. It's like cute, you know, trendy night shirts or like day shirts or lounge shirts or whatever. That's all I wear. I work from home and he bought me a new one of those. Well, really he gave me some money and I bought them for myself. (laughs) But uh, you know, I have to have a decent collection. So I was happy to spend my Valentine's party money on that. I I get all my lounge clothes at La Vie en Rose and I feel like La Vie en Rose is the perfect mix of like, el- like older lady pajamas but also like lingerie and sort of that midpoint of like trendy pajamas. So that's kind of what I go. I Listen, I'm going to be real with you guys. I haven't worn a real bra in four months. So... <laughs> I, 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 I'm not interested. Why am I going to wear a bra at home? I might wear a sports bra, right? Or like a lounge bra, but I'm not going to wear like a full honest to goodness bra. No. So Libby and Rose is where I get my, basically my whole wardrobe right now. Although I do find their sizing to be a little bit inconsistent, which is irritating, but that's okay. And then on Saturday evening, we got back and we had a bit of quiet time. You know what I mean? Like we're getting on in years and we needed some time to relax. John sort of had like a partial nap. I think he napped for like a half an hour and I just kind of like laid in bed. Uh, We had some friends come over for a UFC event or card as they call it. Normally I couldn't care less about the UFC and leave them to it and go to the bedroom to watch TV and relax. And honestly, any event that has any association with Joe Rogan is a non-starter for me. But it was so nice to enjoy company that I stayed in the living room and hung out and went to bed around 11. The UFC has sort of these like natural kind of like 15, 20 minute breaks between fights. So there was a lot of opportunity to, you know, chat and whatever and Otherwise, I was just on TikTok until the next fight was over. And on Sunday, I did wake up a little bit foggy as I had a whopping three and a half small drinks the night before, which is, you know, three and a half. It's like, okay, Katie, that's maybe that's a lot. No, it's like they're really small glasses of wine. When I say I had three and a half, it probably could have been just like, one large glass of wine and I had a cider so I had one cider that was very light and two and a half extremely small glasses of wine over the course of like eight hours with food so I I do think that my dry five weeks really did a number on my tolerance so you know I woke up and I wasn't feeling the freshest right so John and his friends had planned to go to a movie, so they went to a movie, and PMS has really kind of hooked her claws into me this month. 
So I marinated around the house. I tidied up a little bit and was just kind of cranky and just like basking in the cranky PMS vibes. Um, lots of chocolate in the house. So that at least makes me feel better. John brought me back a lovely salted caramel cold brew from Starbucks. And then we relaxed for the rest of the night. I think we had slow cooker for supper, but I can't quite remember at this point. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Like I honestly realize it sounds a bit boring, but that's what I like. You know, I like to be among my comforts at home more than anything. We have to meet, you know, a little bit of time out on the town. We like to travel and experience more in the warmer months, as I think anybody does. That's when we do a lot of our driving around and sightseeing and traveling to other provinces. Honestly, at the end of the day, any time spent with John is always precious. He is the sweetest, most intuitive guy out there, and he always puts me first, and he's always kind of like searching for ways to make my life easier and just generally be an all-around like stand-up great guy. So a little Valentine's Day shout out to John. Thank you for being the best Valentine, my best friend, and here's to many more years. I'm not really cheersing with anything, but I'm mentally cheersing to you, John. <laughs> and you know what? That's it. That is the tea on the rocks for today. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.